Shri Gurubhyo Namaha. This soul is happy to share with you on this 27th episode, the life of Vasishta Kavyakanta Ganapati Muni. This soul sincerely offers pranams and thanks Shri Anil Sharmaji of Arunachala Ashrama for granting permission to use his article from https kavyakanta.arunachala.org without which this episode would have been difficult in reaching you. Any additions or deletions may graciously be pardoned. Vachishta Kavyakanta Ganapati Muni belongs to the race of giants who crowded in the narrow corridors of the first four decades of the 20th century. Ganapati Muni was born in Kalavarayai near Bobili in Andhra Pradesh on November 17, 1878. His parents, Narasimha Sastri and Narasamamba, had three sons, the Muni being the second. His was a family of Sri Vidya initiates. A year before his birth, his mother, Narasamamba, had gone to the famous temple dedicated to the sun god at Arasavalli in Andhra Pradesh. It was a holy day of Radha Saptami to offer worship to the sun god. She stayed overnight in the temple after worshipping the Lord in due manner. In the early morning, she had a dream in which a woman of supernatural beauty emerged from the corridors of the temple, approached her with a fine shining pot, put it in her hand and vanished. To her utter astonishment, the fine picture assumed the form of a male child the moment it came into contact with her. After her return home, she became pregnant. The father Narasimha Sastri also had a unique experience. He had gone to Benares in November 1878. When he was in the temple, praying in the presence of the deity Ganapati, he had the vision of a little child emanating from the deity and entering into him. At the time when Narasimha Sastri was witnessing this vision in Benares, his wife Narasimha gave birth to a male child in her parental home. This child was born under these auspicious indications given to both parents. The father appropriately named this son Ganapati, rooted in the conviction that the child was an emanation of Lord Mahaganapati himself. It appears that Ganapati was conscious of his divinity. He later wrote in Uma Sahasram and other works that he was born as an Amsa, a portion of the god Ganapati. He further expressed his conviction of the identity between him and god Ganapati, the guiding spirit of his corporeal existence in the glory of Ganapati. Ganapati was educated entirely at home. His father, like his ancestors, was well-versed and an expert in Mantra Sastra, Astrology and Ayurveda. The young Ganapati easily absorbed all these subjects. Even in his tenth year, 
he was able to prepare the almanac while still a boy he finished studying the classical poems and then devoted himself to the study of grammar and poetics at the same time he delved deep into the writings of vyasa and valmiki he repeatedly read and reread the mahabharata his horizon widened and his intellect blossomed with an ever deepening perception like in ancient times ganapati desired to acquire immense strength and power through the practice of austerities and mantra japa though married at an early age which was the custom of the times ganapati when hardly 18 years old set out and wandered from one sacred place to another residing in places like bhuvaneshwar where he performed his tapas in a dream while in bhuvaneshwar ganapati saw a woman putting honey in his mouth and onto his tongue and then vanishing later the muni himself narrated this to his disciples and said that only after this incident did he gain complete mastery over poetry when ganapati was staying in kashi he came to know that there would be a great assembly of sanskrit scholars in the famous city of navadvipa in bengal on the advice of his friends he got a letter of introduction and started for navadvipa there he passed the difficult test in extempore sanskrit prosas and poetry with an effortless ease that stunned his examiners unanimously they conferred the title kafya kanta which means one who has poetry in his throat he was then 22 years old ganapati returned to south india in his 25th year from kanchipuram he came to arunachala that is tiruvannamalai in 1903 to perform tapas at that time he visited shri ramana maharishi then known as brahmana swami on the hill twice before he accepted a teaching post in vellore in 1904 by his organizing ability and magnetic personality he gathered a group of students who by the power of mantra japa set out to generate spiritual energy to cure the ills of the nation in fact it was a strong conviction like that of swami vivekananda's that national welfare should be placed above individual salvation he soon resigned his job at vellore and returned to arunachala in 1907 it was at this stage in his life that he sought and gained the grace of brahmana swami though he was already an intellectual and spiritual giant with many achievements to his credit and a host of followers as well ganapati felt distressed that his life purpose was not it achieved he suddenly remembered brahmana swami climbed the hill to his abode and prayed to him for upadesha the meeting was of profound consequence not only for kavya kanta but also for the world at large the muni approached the virupaksha cave where brahmana swami lived on the 18th of november 1907 prostrating before the young sage he pleaded with a trembling voice 
all that has to be read i have read even vedanta shastra i have fully understood i have performed japa to my heart's content yet i have not up to this time understood what tapas is hence have i sought refuge at thy feet pray enlighten me about the nature of tapas for 15 minutes sri ramana maharishi silently gazed at the muni he then spoke if one watches where the notion of i springs the mind will be absorbed into that that is tapas if a mantra is repeated and attention is directed to the source where the mantra sound is produced the mind will be absorbed into that that is tapas upon hearing these words of the sage the scholar poet was filled with joy and announced that this upadesha was entirely original and that brahmana swami was a maharishi and should be so called thereafter he then gave the name of bhagavan shri ramana maharishi to brahmana swami whose original name had been vengatraman ganapati muni wrote his great devotional epic hymn uma sahasram 1000 verses on uma after accepting shri maharishi as his guru on november 18 1907 this work was the magnum opus of the seer poet he never wrote for the name or fame but composed poetry as a form of tapas inspired by his spiritual exaltations he composed uma sahasram in gratitude to the great goddess uma for granting him the maharishi as his master vasishta ganapati muni was a valiant soldier in the cause of truth and divinity for communing with the divine the muni was well endowed gifted with marvelous powers of mind intellect and spirit to this day the greatest scholars of modern times are astounded by his versatility and genius with absolutely no formal schooling he could immediately grasp the most intricate problems of the day and devise solutions his immense scholarship of hindu scriptures coupled with a faultless memory and divine intuition shone on his face and flowed out through his writings and oratory he belonged to the era of rigvedic seers who were gods among men playing in the world their role of leadership of both temporal and spiritual matters the vedic seers were by no means removed from the affairs of the world in fact these seers made themselves the vehicle through which the divine forces worked for the welfare of humanity to become one such perfect instrument in the hands of mahashakti was a goal towards which ganapati worked and dedicated his entire life of penance though the muni was a giant personality he remained humble two incidents in his divine life will illustrate this the muni and his beloved disciple devavrata did tapas in padavid near vello in the year 1917 As a result of these tapas certain mantras were revealed to his disciple Devavrata 
the guru of the disciple or ganapati muni acted as a scribe and noted down the mantras as they issued forth from his inspired disciple later the muni even wrote a commentary on the mantras just as adi shankara did for the verses of his disciple hastamalaka the muni was verily a fountain of love and affection for his pupils and followers far and near this did not deter the guru and sishya from having a difference of opinion at times nevertheless ganapati's broad mindedness and love never wavered on account of these differences thus revealing his humble respect and genuine love for all he even readily blessed one of his dearest disciples kapali sastri when he wished to become a disciple of sri arabindo the poet sir kavyakanta ganapati muni met sri arabindo on august 15 1928 he stayed at the ashram for about a fortnight during his stay the muni meditated alone with the mother a few times at the instance of sri kapali and sri s daraiswami ayer the muni translated some portion of sri arabindo's mother into sanskrit verses with some notes seeing the muni's translation sri arabindo generously declared that the translation far excel the original ganapati muni was a great tapasvi whose one aim in life was the restoration of mother india to her ancient majesty unlike others who aimed at liberation for themselves this inspired soul believed that he must obtain the grace of god not only for himself but also for the nation and through it for the betterment of the world towards that consummation he had done penance from his early youth and very rigorously during the last years of his life shri ganapati passed away at karakpur in west bengal on july 25 1936 when he was 58 years old the muni was the only person in our times known to have experienced kapalabheda which occurred in 1922 at the mango cave on arunachala as a result of his intense tapas the subtle knot in his head was cut and his cranium split shri kavyakanta ganapati muni's writings particularly on the rigveda and tattva shastra will most certainly be a guiding spirit and lamp for centuries to come this soul firmly believes that you would have enjoyed listening to this episode so much so it enjoyed sharing the contents with you if you would like to support this project you may kindly contribute through patreon.com the link of which appears in the description please also note that any contribution which is received will be used to uplift the patashalas shri gurubhyo namaha